Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another edition of Centurion Faith. I'm your host, Jeff Johnson, and I would just like to jump right in today to this message. I want to thank you first for tuning in, and um, I have a really good one for you today. I'm here in my hotel room in St. Louis, Missouri, early in the morning, um, and just had something that uh, made me laugh and also really encouraged me in... in um, in the Lord, and I wanted to share this with you. The message today is is called Jesus, ready, willing, and able. Jesus, ready, willing, and able. And um, I want to start out in Matthew. You know, it, Jesus at the beginning of his ministry. Um, you've heard of the Sermon on the Mount, and that's in Matthew. Can be found in Matthew chapters five, six, and seven. And this is. Um, after Jesus calls his disciples, he he uh, then goes up to the mountain to get away from the multitudes that are kind of surrounding him. And he goes up to the top, and it says when he was set on the top of the mountain, at the, this is the beginning of Matthew 5, that um, when he was set, his disciples came up to him. It was just his disciples, those that were, that were uh, wanting to learn from him, the ones that he called that that heard him, I believe. I don't think the multitudes came up like a lot of people claim. He didn't preach down the mountain, anything like that. It just doesn't say that in the word. So it was his disciples that uh, came up to him. The other people that were just following along, wanting to get bread and getting handouts are pretty much kind of the majority of believers to that today. But those who want to come up higher, go up to the mountaintop, get to hear the Lord. And so I believe if you're listening to this podcast and seeking the Lord, that you're one of those that is the remnant that's called and that uh, wants to be a disciple of Jesus and a learner. So I thank you again for tuning in. But anyway, in Matthew chapters um, 5, 6, and 7, Jesus goes on to at the beginning of his ministry to uh, kind of set the tone for, for his entire life and his ministry. And, and all three of these chapters, all, it's, it's exclusively all red letters. It's all Jesus talking, which is remarkable. There's nothing but Jesus's words in 5, 6, and 7. And um, he basically sets the, bench, uh, the benchmark so high uh, for us in reading this that, that really no person, no human, no flesh could fulfill the things he's talking about in here. And he's ta- he just kind of takes the, the law of God, the law of Moses, or given to Moses, uh, to the next level and says, you know, if you even look at a woman with, with lust, you've committed adultery. If you're even mad at your brother, it's worse than murder. Um, you know, he just kind of sets the bench so high. And then a good summary to me is um, in, in Matthew five forty four where he says, you know, love your enemies, bless those that curse you and do good to those that hate you and pray for those who dis- despitefully use you and persecute you. And then in verse 48, he says, be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. And I, I did a message, uh, I've done it several times actually in the prison called, and I even wrote a story about it in one of my books. Um, called Be Perfect, Be Holy, No Pressure. So I just use that as as humor to say that God's, Jesus sets the benchmark so high for us in these chapters that no nobody in the flesh could reach it. And he does this for a reason, and we're going to get into that a little bit. But what I wanted to um, show you is that after preaching this, this message in, in Matthew 5, 6, 7 to kick off his ministry, Jesus then comes down from the mountain. He more or less has, is, is, is faced with having to practice what he just preached, kind of like we 
uh, our challenge today in the same exact way. So think of Jesus' life as a pattern for the way we're supposed to live. So he comes down after preaching this awesome sermon on the mount, and he's he's encounter, uh, first encountered by a leper. And a leper, you know, back in those days was an untouchable. They had to stay, you know, six feet apart. Does it sound familiar to you? Um, it was kind of like, you know, the COVID-19 person of today or the AIDS patient um, back in that day. Um, nobody wanted to get near a leper. They didn't even want to be on the same side of the street as a leper. So that's the first person that comes to Jesus. And the first thing he says to Jesus, he said, Lord, if you're, um, if you're willing, you can make me clean. So he knows Jesus can do it. Uh, he knows Jesus is able to do it. But he's wondering if Jesus is willing to clean him, right? Because everything that he's ever been taught by, by the religious leaders of the day is that he was, you know, he was stricken with this because he was a sinner and there was really no hope for him. He was just kind of thrown out like trash. And he said, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus says, I will, or I'm willing. And he says, be clean. And that was it. And immediately his leprosy was clean. So get this. I mean, after preaching, greatest sermon ever, right? He comes down and immediately heals a leper. So there's no question. And he even says, I'm willing. So there's Jesus is willing, right? He's always ready. We know that. Now we know he's willing. And of course, he's able to heal. Then the next person he comes to is a centurion, in which this podcast is centered around the centurion faith, which I love. Centurion, again, somebody who who people tried to avoid. They hated the centurions. The centurions just, just totally extorted the Jewish people abused them, stole from them, um, could just kill them and get away with it if they wanted to. So they were the scum of the earth. And again, Jesus not only um, you know talks to this centurion, but he commends him for his faith. You know, he says, "I've never seen such great faith." And the reason again that the centurion had great faith is because Jesus was the object of his faith. Right? Jesus is the author. And the perfecter of our faith, right? He He's the object of our faith. When we look to Jesus, faith comes. And faith comes by hearing him. Anyway, he, he um, as you already know from previous podcasts, he says, Lord, you don't even have to come to my, my house, but I know if you speak the word only, my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority. I say to one man, go, and he goes. I say to one man, come, and he comes. I say to another man, do, and he does. And Jesus goes on to say, man, I've never seen such great faith in all of Israel. And he goes on and on about this guy's faith. And then he says, go your way as you have believed, so it is done unto you. So again, there's Jesus, um, you know, ready to heal. He's willing, obviously, and he's able. But here in the middle, in, in this verse, um, you know, in this passage here, he, he gives the centurion credit for looking to him as the object of faith and says, man, it was you that believed in me, and that's where faith comes. And I hope I'm explaining that correctly. But the next uh, next uh, verse really makes me laugh because now he goes, and we got a third person that's about to get healed. And this time it's a mother-in-law. It's Peter's mother-in-law. And this cracks me up. So he heals a leper, an untouchable the scum of the earth centurion, he he heals his servant, ministers to him, and now he's going to go heal somebody's mother-in-law. And I always laugh when I see this because I'm always like picturing Peter and he's and like, 
uh, he goes into Peter's house and says, is, is your mother-in-law sick or something? And Peter's like, oh, no, 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 she'll be fine. She'll be fine. <laughs> of course, he doesn't say that, but it just talks about he goes to Peter's house and he saw that uh, Peter's mother-in-law was sick. And this is in Matthew 8, 14. And this is right after he commends the centurion. And he, he um, touched her hand and her fever left her and she arose and she ministered to everybody, started waiting on everybody. So Jesus even heals mother-in-laws. So... <laughs> My point today in this passage, I hope that made you laugh a little bit, but that Jesus is always, he's always ready. Anytime we turn to him, he's there. I believe that with all my heart. You know, we're, we're sheep, we wander off, everything like that, but he's always ready. The minute we turn to him, he's there, right? And he's always willing to heal, right? It even says in Matthew 8, 16, after he heals Peter's, mother, Peter's mother-in-law, he said, when the evening had come, everyone brought to him many that were oppressed of the devils. And so all these people that were sick and oppressed of the devil were, were brought to Jesus. And it says in 8.16, and he cast out their spirits with his word, and he healed all that were sick. Not some, all. And there's nothing on the other side of all. So that's amazing. So he healed all that was sick. And then it says in the very next verse, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself... Jesus took our infirmities and he bore our sicknesses. And you can find that in, in Isaiah um, 53, which is what's referencing, re, it's referencing there and also in 1 Peter 2.24, again, that he took our sickness. He took our sin, uh, not only the collective s- sins that we commit, but the sin nature that causes all, all the sin and all the sickness. He ended up ultimately taking that upon himself on the cross and then going up. Um, going down to hell, stealing the keys of, of death and Hades. So he took away death from us, and he's risen now in heaven, and he sent us the Holy Spirit. And we're supposed to go out today and operate in, in his faith, by his spirit today, and do the same things. We're never going to bat a thousand like Jesus did, but we have to know that when we turn to him, he's always ready, he's always willing to heal, and he's always able. And I know there's people out there that are listening to this and they're going to talk about their Aunt Martha or, you know, their, their, their Uncle Freddie or whoever they prayed for and they died. I've had friends, relatives, everyone, people that I've prayed for that have been healed and I've seen miracles and then also people that have died. So I know people are going to say, you know, what about this? What about my, you know, Aunt Betty or my Aunt Martha? I, I don't want to I don't like to take my experiences and put them above God's word. I just know, and I'm sharing with you today, what the word of God says, and that Jesus is always, it's, a, it's very obvious that he's always ready, willing, and able. And he even tells us in the book of James in the fifth chapter that when somebody's sick, and this is in verse 14, that we should call for the elders of the church. That means people that are experienced in prayer and have been around God enough and walk with Jesus long enough. It says, in James 5.14, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of Jesus. Um, and it says that the prayer of faith shall save the, the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he's committed any sins, they're forgiven. Um, so it, that's amazing to me. It says that in so many passages. For Jesus says, when you pray in Mark eleven twenty four, believe that you have the thing that you desire and it'll come to you. And when we pray, again, we pray in the name of Jesus. We in and of ourselves can't heal a gnat, right? But when we pray in Jesus' name and we pray 
based solely on the merits of the shed blood of Jesus Christ in the finished work of our Lord and pray in his name, um, we're invoking him to move via the Holy Spirit and to heal people. And I think Jesus wants us to always come up higher and grow in grace and, and be sanctified and grow in our, our, and mature in our re- relationship with him through the Spirit. So I want to encourage you today as I close just to, to believe that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And that's in Hebrews 13.8. He doesn't change. He's always ready, willing, and able. We just really need to get on board. And I think we'll see more and more people, especially in these last days, get healed, delivered, and set free when we pray for them because we realize that we're looking to Jesus to do it. He is the the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the object of our faith. And when we pray in his name based on, like I said, solely on the merits of the shed blood of Jesus Christ and the finished work of Jesus and everything that that name of Jesus invokes, I think we're going to see great miracles. Matter of fact, I, I am already seeing great miracles. I'm seeing my batting average, if you will, or you know, my, my prayer life being improved and Jesus uh, moving more because I'm moving more in faith and believing what I'm showing you today, that he's always ready, he's always willing, and he's always able. He's the same yesterday, today, right now when you pray, and forevermore. He doesn't change. We're the ones that need to change. If there's any power failure in prayer, it's, 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 at the, it's at our level, the flesh level. God is perfect. Jesus is perfect. He's holy. He wants us to walk with the Holy Spirit, our spirit to walk with his spirit in union with him, and we're going to see great miracles. So I want to encourage you today, if you've enjoyed this message, uh, share it with someone else. Um, you can put in the comments if you disagree or whatever. That's okay. I don't mind. I'm, I'm not ever saying that I have perfect theology, um, but I am working out my salvation, trying to f- um, come up higher. That's my goal is to grow in grace and in the knowledge of, of my Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to thank you again today for, for listening to this message. I want to encourage you to share it with friends if you've enjoyed it. Uh, leave a comment in the comment section if you can. And I want you to just have a very blessed day and know, know that the, the Lord Jesus is always ready, willing, and able. Just call on his name.